Thank you for the fellowship of the spirits and the fellowship with your saints across the globe. Even as we join together today to speak the will of God to manifestation all over the world. And also to learn at your feet God the Holy Spirit. We rejoice in you. We rejoice in you. Our soul magnify thee. Our spirits rejoice in your holy name. Be thou exalted, O God, King of heaven. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are prayed with us given. Amen. You are very welcome to the 363 days of our praying together on this platform. Shall we lift up our voices together as one tonight and give God praise for sustaining us over these 363 days? In two days' time, it will be exactly one year that we have been gathering together at 7 p.m. and praying. Let's just thank God for strength. Let's thank God for grace. Let's thank God for impartation. A lot of impartations we have received through the teaching of the Word of God, through the visitations that we have received in our various locations, for the insight, for the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, for those who have been saved during this period, those who have been healed of various diseases, for prophetic utterances, prophetic understanding, for visions and revelations that God has given to us and for encounters of heaven. Let's give God the praise. Father, we bless you. Lord, we exalt you. We magnify your name. You are God in our midst. Let's thank God for making Bible real to us in our time and through us. We are not just hearing about what God did in the Bible alone, but we, are, we can say in our own personal lives that God also manifested those things amongst us. Let's thank God for those who have been baptized the Holy Spirit during this period. Let's thank God for those who have received boldness from God. My ears are full daily for testimonies of the hand of God among us. Let us give God the grace. He says that he gives strength to the weary. The Lord gives strength to us when we are weary. He strengthens those who are fainting. He strengthens us when we are fainting. He encouraged us by answering our prayers and our requests by revealing himself to us in a way beyond our comprehension. We have grown deeper. We have grown bigger. We have grown stronger during this period. And so we magnify the name of our God and Savior. Let's thank God for the revelation of the word of God that we receive. The revelation knowledge that we receive. Each time we come to share the word of God every day, God opens our eyes to see some deep secret things which we apply to our lives and we can see the results in our lives. Let's thank God for the transforming word that we receive on this platform. We give God the praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. We are going to go straight to the book of Job. And I will, I will hand over to Pastor Tyler to introduce the, the meeting tonight and those who are going to be sharing from the previous chapters. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Thank you very much, Apostle. Good evening, everyone. As the foremost in my dickness, um, all of you for dickness being there, please. Praise the Lord. And my contribution is on Job 33, verses 12 and 13. Heliu told Job that Job was not right in reminding God that he is pure, clean, and free from sins. See Job 33, 9-11. Of course, Job knew that God is supreme. There are some things which resonated with me and which we need to remember and take to heart 
so that we are not tempted to complain to God. 1. We cannot strive against our Maker. Isaiah 45, 9-12 In fact, when Mommy Omar taught us this chapter last week, she stressed on the supremacy of God. This is very important for us to always remember. So during trials or challenges, we should ensure we do not do or say things that innocently, knowingly or knowingly, display that we are striving against our Maker, the Sovereign God, the Holy Spirit will guide us. Two, God's ways are perfect and just, and contending with God our Creator is rebellion. We can tell God of the way we feel, but we cannot question the things He does. God deals with us as He deems best, so we just have to be still and silent before the Lord, surrender and submit ourselves completely to Him. Three, during this period, among so many other things that we should be doing, we need to continue reading, studying and meditating upon the Word of God. Trust and have complete, unshaking and unwavering faith in Him. As our Father in the Lord has been telling us, we should always remind God of His promises. See Isaiah 45, 11 and 12, Isaiah 51, 1-4, and Isaiah 55, 8-11. The fourth point I'll be making is we now have the Holy Spirit in us, so we should be careful what we say, especially when going through trials. May the divine wisdom through the Holy Spirit teach us what to do, pray and say, Romans 8, 26-28. We should keep on listening to God to hear what He will say to us, and not keep on questioning when we go through trials. Finally, when we get to heaven, we understand the things or trials we went through, which brought tears to our eyes, and might find that God was testing our faith and submission to Him. Thank you. Thank you. Take us, Anna, please. Good evening. My contribution is going to be from Job chapter 33, verse 14 and 15. And it states, for God does not speak, sorry, for God does speak now one way, now another. Though no one perceives it in dreams, in visions of the night, when sleep, deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in their beds, and, he, and 16 says, he may speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings. So Elihu in this chapter was informing Job that God still speaks to man. The problem is that men do not perceive it or they're not conscious of it. He goes on to list a couple of mechanisms that God uses to communicate with us, which is through dreams and audibly. As we know, there are other me- mechanisms that God uses to speak to man. Joseph and further explained the reason why God speaks is to warn them against wrong decisions. But we all know that having read Joshua, or are we, as we're reading Joshua, um, Job, God speaks to us through, God spoke rather to, to Joshua to give him an instruction, direction, or a word of encouragement. Jeremiah 29 11 states that God's plan for us is not to harm us, but to give us a hope and a future. So how does this apply to us? God is reminding us today that he still speaks. As a matter of fact, he speaks more than we are aware of. Some of us are not just conscious of it and hence miss out on valuable information. We have been studying about the journey of the Israelites from Egypt to the promised land. And through their journey, God spoke to them and gave them instructions and so that they did not miss their way. God is interested in every decision that we make. He cares for us, just as it is with a parent and a child. 
so it is with God and his children. As we are aware, communication is a two-way streak. One speaks, the other listens. So it is with God. When we speak, he listens, and when he speaks, we ought to listen. In conclusion, our walk with God is a conscious one. We must be fully aware of how God speaks and be familiar with it so that we do not make wrong decisions or fall a victim of circumstances that we could have avoided in the first place. Thank you. Thank you. Brother Eric, please. Praise the Lord. My contribution is from Job 34 verses 14 to 15, which reads, If it were his intention and he withdrew his spirit and breath, all humanity would perish together and mankind would return to the dust. These two verses reiterate a point that is echoed many times in the Bible, and that point is the weakness of humankind. As the psalmist said in Psalm 144 verses 3 to 4, Lord, what are human beings that you care for them? Mere mortals that you think of them. They are like a breath, their days like a fleeting shadow. Even the best that mankind can offer, from knowledge and understanding of intellectual things to our comprehension of spiritual matters, is like a breath compared to God Almighty in his awesome power and wisdom. Even the most aged and wise man on this planet is like a fleeting shadow, here one moment and gone the next, in comparison to the godly self. As James, the earthly brother of Christ, wrote, Why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow, what is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanished, a point referenced several times in the book of Ecclesiastes. All these verses highlight the unpredictability of human life and its frailty, especially when compared to God. And so, with all this in mind, who are we to question God and his wisdom and his unfathomably great power? Oftentimes we challenge God's authority, knowingly or unknowingly, and, to quote the Lord himself, we talk so much when we know so little. There will always be things that God does that we do not understand. The twelve disciples did not understand why God allowed a man to be born blind, even when his parents were not sinners, or why Jesus waited until Lazarus was dead before going to Bethany, or why Jesus allowed Matthew or Zacchaeus or the other sinners a second chance. We have been given answers to some of these questions, but as Apostle always says, what God did not reveal to us, we do not need to know. Ours is to have faith, to forsake all and declare that I trust him. While this may not always be easy, in fact it almost certainly won't be, Jesus did not leave us defenseless, and we have the Holy Spirit as our advocate and comforter to strengthen us. Though Job was a righteous man, we must not make the mistake that he did, as clay cannot question the actions of its potter. And though we now see dimly and in part, may God and his wisdom reveal to us everything clearly as we trust him. Amen. Amen. Pastor David, please. My contribution is from Job 34, 21 to 22. His eyes are on the ways of men. He sees their every step. There is no dark place, no deep shadow where evildoers can hide. As mom pointed out last week, Elio proclaimed God's justice, righteousness, and his sovereignty in Job 34, 10 to 27. Elio alluded that God is in control. He has the power to do and undo. Man has no power except the one given to him by God. The whole world is like a grain of sand in his sight. He sees all that is done under the sun, whether good or bad. It is just a matter of time. Every deed done in secret will be exposed on the rooftop. Now, lesson learned. Every man's conduct is laid bare before God. 
The way we've lived our life today is all known by God. Jehovah sees, Jehovah knows. The thought of our heart is known by God. We cannot pretend to be who we are not. Be yourself and be truthful to yourself and God. God sees everything done behind closed doors. There is no secrecy, no hiding place with him. As David said in Psalm 139, verses 11 to 12, David said, Where can I flee from your presence? If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light becomes night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. So finally, let's fear God. Let the fear of God fill our hearts. Let's be conscious of his presence. As Matthew 10:28 says, do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. In other words, do not fear mortal man. Rather, fear the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I'd like, now like to welcome our, I think it would be Apostle welcoming Mommy, or Mommy welcoming me <laughs> straight to it. You're both, yeah, welcome. Right, Pastor, You're both welcome. Thank you so much. Well, it's quite a very interesting thing here in Elihu. Uh, one of the things that puzzles me, that really intrigues me rather, uh, in Elihu, is the wisdom he has, though he's a younger person profound insight and wisdom of God that he has. Which God used so much to reveal so many things about the attributes of God, about relationship of man to God. And we have been hearing those contributing, talking about it. And I would like to introduce now Reverend Omar to, to take over from chapter 35. I'm sure that chapter 35 is very brief, but is very pregnant. Shall we just welcome together Reverend Omar Williams? (laughs) Praise the Lord tonight. It's wonderful again to be in his presence. I want to thank God for those of you that contributed. Thank God for your good work. And those of you that are not contributing, I hope that you are reading it and you are following up so that this will affect our lives. I also want to thank God for those of you that have been phoning, that uh, just to encourage me and Apostle, that this has been wonderful that you want more of it. The Lord will embrace us to do more. In Jesus' name. We go straight to Job 35. This is Elihu again. He said, then Elihu said, then Elihu said, do you think this is just? He said, I will declare by God. Yet you ask him, what profit is it to me? And what do I gain by not sinning? I'd like to reply you and to your friends with you. Look up at the heavens. I want you to underline that verse 5. Look up to heaven and see. Gaze at the clouds so high above. Want you to be in this, to also do the same. As you are seated, begin to think about heaven. Look up to heaven and see. Gaze at the clouds so high above above you. If you see, how does that affect you? God is higher than all these things. That is what he's trying to refer to us. If your sins are many, what does that do to him? 
doesn't concern him, but he just wants you to repent and come back to your senses. If you are righteous, what do you give to him? Or what does he receive from your hands? All this is for ourselves anyway. Verse 8 says, your wickedness affects only a man like yourself. Is a wicked person? It can only affect somebody like yourself, that's a wicked person. And your righteousness, only the son of man. If you are righteous, you can only reflect God on a regular basis and cause other people to come to the light of God. Men cry out under a load of oppression. They plead for relief from the arm of the powerful. But no one says, here is God my maker. Who gives songs in the night? Those terrible times that you, your eyes are heavy, you, you, you cannot sleep. God is the one that is there. He's everywhere. He gives songs in the night. Sorry, sorrow may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. He's the one that helps you to be able to go through, through it all. Verse 11 says, who teaches more to us than to the beasts of the earth and makes us wiser than the birds of the air? It does not answer when man cries out because of the arrogance of the wicked. Anyone that is arrogant or wicked, God does not answer them. Indeed, God does not listen to their empty plea. The Almighty pays no attention to it. How much less then will he listen when you say that you do not see him? So sometimes our action speaks louder than voice. But your case is before him, and you must wait for him. And further, that his anger never punishes, and he does not take the least notice of wickedness. So Job opens his mouth with empty talk. Without knowledge, he multiplies words. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy words. Leo continuing that chapter 36. Don't know if you are able to finish this 36 because I want us to be so brief, but I'll read it for us, even if we don't finish the start next week. A little continued, bear with me a little longer, and I will show you that there is no more to be said in God's. On God's behalf, on God's behalf. I get my knowledge from afar. I will ascribe justice to my maker. He assured that my words are not false. I'm genuine. That was the saying. One perfect in knowledge is with you. God is mighty, but does not despise men. He is mighty and firm. In his purpose. He does not keep the wicked alive, but gives the afflicted their rights. He does not take his eyes off the righteous. He enthrones them with kings. Mark that he does not take his eyes from the righteous. He enthrones them with kings and exalts them forever. To be a righteous person, this is what the plans of God for you. But if men are bound in chains, held fast by thoughts of affliction, he tells them what they have done. 
that they have sinned arrogantly. He makes them listen to correction and commands them to repent of their evil. If they obey and serve him, they will spend the rest of their days in prosperity. I want you to mark that. It's good to be willing and it is good to be obedient because we shall eat the best of the land as I have said that. He said they will spend the rest of their days in prosperity if they obey and serve God. If I were you, I would hold up for to that tonight. Good to obey and serve God. And their years in contentment but if they do not listen, they will perish by the sword and die without knowledge. I want you to keep this verse 11 to 12. May God give us listening ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying tonight. The godless in heart abhors resentment. Even when he fetters them, they do not cry for help. It is when they are in chains, they do not cry for help. They die in their youth among male prostitutes of the shrine. But those who suffer, he delivers in their suffering. He speaks to them in their affliction. He is wooing you from the jaw of distress to a spacious place, free from restriction, to the comfort of your table, laden with choice food. But now, you are made with the judgment due to the wicked. Judgment and justice have taken hold of you. Be careful that no one entice you by riches. Do not let a large bribe turn you aside. I want you to note that and hold it. Keep it in your heart. With your wealth or even all your mighty efforts sustain you so you will not be in distress. Do not long for the night to drag people away from their homes. The year of turning to evil, which you seem to prefer to affliction. God is exalted in his power. Who is a teacher like him? Who has prescribed his ways for him? Or said to him, you have done wrong. Remember to extol his work, which men have praised in song. Align that and keep it all mankind have seen it. Men gaze on it from afar. As if his work, or his work. How great is God beyond our understanding. The number of his years is past finding out. He draws up the drops of water with the steel as rain to the streams. The clouds fall down their uh, moisture. An abundant shower falls on mankind. Where will we be if there is no rain to refresh us? But thank God for the rain of the Holy Spirit. Who can understand how he spread out the clouds? How he thunders from his pavilion? See how he scatters his lightning above him, bathing the depths, depths of a sea. This is the way he governs the nation and provides food in abundance. He fills his hand with lightning and commands it to strike its mark. His thunder announcing the coming storm 
even the cattle make known its approach. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. That takes us to today's uh, vision. Chapter 35, 1 to 16, is, as the man of God said, is loaded. Here in this chapter, we see Eliu condemn self-righteousness of Job. He also reminded or reminds Job of God's justice. Was able to prove to Job in his affliction, in his uh, wanting to accuse, accusing God, accusation uh, uh, before accusing God. He reminded him that God is not like that. That God is a just God. Looking back to the previous chapter, thirty-four. Verse 35 to 37. Eliu accuses Job of arrogance. Are you an arrogant person? I pray that the Lord will help you to deal with it. When you are an arrogant person, pride, you are full of pride, you just do things anyhow. It does not be you. So Elihu accuses Job of being arrogant. Of arrogance. He referenced that Job in his affliction, in that verse 35 to 37. Just mark it and use it as your study, home study. Chapter 34, 35 to 37. He referenced that Job in his affliction speaks without knowledge. So sometimes when you are going through times and situations, you just seek anyhow. And his words like lack insight. 34, 35. Job's words. He said, Look, Job, you cannot accuse God like this. He said to yourself, Why has this happened to me? I'm righteous. I'm this. He so said a lot in other previous chapters. So he's reminding Job of his words. Anywho, a very good listener. So that he was able to give the right reply and put things in right order. God is placed, placed us like this uh, Elihu as well, a good mediator to be able to help people when they are falling. He referenced that Job, in his affliction, speak without knowledge, as I've said, and his word lacks insight. Also referenced that, uh, and for this reason, Job might be tested to the utmost or deserve the maximum penalty for answering like a wicked man. And that you see in that uh, 34 verse 36. Meaning that he is ungrateful to God. Let us not be ungrateful to God because we find ourselves in a low estate and then we begin to talk anyhow to God. May that not be a portion, but let us learn in submission and talk to God in a very peaceful way. We answer also quickly. In his affliction, he said, Job uh, in his affliction, he also added rebellion to his sin. Scornfully, he claps his hands among his friends. But he's showing proof of being angry or something like that, that is not satisfied, not happy. 
in this situation. He was showing no respect and multiplies his word against God. We should not be like this. So that verse 34, uh, chapter 34, 35 to 36 is very essential. Let's read it and learn from those mistakes. When you find yourself in such situation, do you accuse God? A situation of low estate. Psalm 136, 23 applies. Whatever situation we find ourselves. What does Psalm 136, verse 23 says? In many times, before, before that 23, the psalmist started praising, giving thanks for his mercy that endures forever for the great things that God has done. And for the way God has done wonders, fighting with kings, killing the firstborn of Egypt, and all the rest of that. So he said, God, he said uh, in that verse, uh, uh, 136, 23, he says, To the one who remembers when he started praising, thanking God, and uh, rejoicing for what God has done, he now got to this stage in that 23, he said, To the one who remembered us in our lower state. It is only his love. So in the situation that Job finds himself, he must remember that it is God and the love of God that can save him from it. And that verse 24, you can extend it in that Psalm 136. He said, and freed us from our enemies. His love endures forever. So do you find yourself in such situation? Just know that the love of God takes you through. That's in chapter 34, which was the previous chapter that we read, 5 to 14. You can reference Job's accusations. What, what, what did he do? He blamed God for the evil that happened to him. Job found himself in that low estate and he blamed God for the evil that happened to him. And I encourage us today that we cannot blame God for anything that happens to us. We must continue to thank him for his mercy or for his love that endures forever. God must be respected. We cannot accuse him of any wrongdoing because he is a great king above the earth. In that chapter 34 of Job 14 to 16, he talks about that. When he was talking, he said, if it were his intention and he withdrew his spirit and breath, all mankind will perish together and man will return to the dust. But it was not God's intention to do that. Sometimes it might be our sin, sometimes it might be because God permitted the devil to try us. So we must watch the words that come out of our mouth. If you have understanding, hear this. Listen to what I say. It is early. Those accusations reference below. In that 34, 5 to 16. What were Job's accusations? So that bringing this 34 back to us, now we can remember when we are reading 35 that it stems on 34 and many other chapters. Although I am right, no, the verse 5 says, Job says, I am innocent, but God denied me justice. No. Let this, your situation not make you to talk against God. But I've just read to you in that Psalm 136 that God is mercy and just forever. But God is good and his mercy and just forever. 
If not for his mercy today, we do not know where he'll be. So you find yourself in such a situation like Job, just thank him for his mercy. He says everything should praise him. God grant us grace to praise him regularly. Although I'm right, verse 6 of that 34, of that chapter 34, although I have right, I'm considered a liar. Now, uh, uh, talking about all what his friends have done to him. He said, although I'm guiltless, his arrow inflicts an incurable wound. What man is like Job? Verse 7 of that chapter 34. Who drinks corn like water? That is disgrace like water. He keeps company with evildoers. He associates with wicked men. For he says, It profits a man profits a man nothing when he tries to please God. So listen to me, you men of understanding, far be it from God to do evil, from the Almighty to do wrong. He repays a man for what he has done. He brings upon him what his conduct deserves. It is unthinkable that God will do wrong. Verse 12 of that chapter 34. That the Almighty will pervert justice. Is unthinkable. God is love and his mercy endures forever. So it's unthinkable that he will do wrong, that the Almighty will pervert justice. In that uh, uh, verse 13 of that 34, who appoints him over the earth? Who put him in charge of the whole world? Nobody. God is sovereign. You know, we see a lot of the sovereignty of God here. Elizabeth was to say, well, well, God is God. We cannot query him. We cannot question him. Whatever we are going through, we must hold forth to this verse 13. God is God. We can't question him. Who appointed him over the earth? Who put him in charge of the whole world? <laughs> if it were his intention, as he withdrew his spirit and breath, all mankind will perish together and man will return to the dust. But God is love. It was not his intention to disgrace anybody. It's not his intention to put anyone to shame. It's not his intention for us to go through that suffering. It's not his intention to bring shame on us or to bring shame on our family. It's not his intention to bring shame on our church, on our churches. No. If it was his intention, would have withdrew his spirit and his breath. Would not be alive today. All mankind will perish together and man will return to the dust. He didn't do that to us. It was only suffering that Job was just suffering. If you have understanding, hear this. Listen to what I say. Then now we now come on the argument of a Lewis thought speech. In that uh, in, the, in in chapter therefore in this chapter thirty five, I try to let us know have some understanding about the previous chapter, how Job accused uh, uh, God, how Job was doing all what he uh, saying all sorts of things you know against God, 
forgetting that God is merciful, forgetting that the love of God endures forever. So in the, that now stems also so that we can be able to go next to chapter 35. Therefore, in this chapter 35, Elu in his third speech reminds Job of God's justice. He felt that Job thought too much of himself when he was saying all these things. When he protested his unjust punishment to God, when he was expressing his disapproval, or when he had an objection to what was happening to him, have an objection about what that God is the one causing all these things happening to him. Elihu in this argument reference that a person's righteousness or unrighteousness affects merely him and not God. And that you can see in that 35, 7 to 8. Your righteousness or unrighteousness affects merely you, not God. And in that chapter 35, 7 to 8, if you are righteous, what do you give to him? Or what does he receive from your hand? You're a righteous man. What do you give to him? Or what does he receive from your hand? Your wickedness affects only a man like yourself. If you're a wicked person, pretending to be righteous, that wickedness will only affect a man like yourself. And your righteousness, only the sons of men. And if you are righteous, you can only reflect God on a regular basis with your attitude, your character. You can only do that. So let your light shine so that men may see your light. Thank God we are in the year of light. Let us reflect Jesus on a regular basis so that our righteousness will be to please God and not to please men. If we reflect God positively, it will affect people positively. If righteousness is reflected negatively, that is what he's trying to say here. So let us reflect God on a regular basis in a positive manner. God received nothing from man's righteousness. That's what Eliphaz, the determinant, taking us back to Job 22, 1 to 5. You know, I said to us, sometimes we're going back and forth as we study this book. Elihu has spoken. Now, uh, uh, Eliphaz, reference to Job 22, 1 to 5. What did he say about, about this matter that we are discussing now? Then Eliphaz, the Tamite replied, can a man be of benefit to God? Can even a wise man benefit him? What pleasure would it give the Almighty if you were righteous? What will he gain if your ways are blameless? Is it for your pity that he rebukes you and brings charges against you? Is, it not, is, is not your wickedness great and not your sins endless? That is what Eliphaz, the Tamanite, in that Job 22, 1 to 5, you can go back to it and look at his own comment about this matter we are discussing in 35. For this reason, Job's many words are meaningless. 
Can we not speak meaningless words? And try to attack God in whatever situation we are in. Or trying to reflect ourselves to be good and then make paint God black. We can't do that. We can't do that. He's the creator. We can do and undo without his God. Once he removed the spirit from us, we go back to the dust where we belong. But he didn't do that for us. He gave us life. Not, not ordinary life, but abundant life. For this reason, Job's many words are meaningless. His accusation towards God, his complaint towards God, they are meaningless. But the scripture teaches that while God is dependent on mankind for nothing, doesn't depend on us for anything. We only need God every minute. If God will take the breath of life from us, we don't. So, but the scripture teaches that while God is dependent on mankind for nothing, he's pleased with obedience. God wants us to be obedient, wants us to be willing, according to the book of Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. Then we can eat the best of the land, then we can we, 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 we can see God on a regular basis. In anything that we, we want from him, we see him. Then God can fellowship with us. But he demands our obedience. Job 1.8 What is, does it say? He said, then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright. A man who fears God and shun evil. God wants to be proud of us. God wants to show us forth. But we need to live a life of obedience. Obedience. Job 2.3 So then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. Can God say sort of you? He is blameless and upright. If you are working crooked type of work or living crooked lifestyle, you better hold forth to this uh, Job's resume and act it. Not only acting it, but let it be genuine from within. Job is a blameless and upright. Job was blameless and upright. A man who fears God and shuns evil. A lot of evil attitude that we do. Well, at, yeah, the characters, evil characters, and all, all the rest of them. But Job fears God and shun evil. When we have the fear of God in us, then we can shun evil. And he still maintained his integrity. Though you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. And Matthew 25, making some scriptural reference. 21 to 23. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of my offer. Many things. Come and share your master's happiness. That is the reward of a good servant. And that Matthew 25, 23 also says, Servant replied, Well done. Good and faithful servants, can that be you? Even in the midst of affliction. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge 
of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Another scripture, Psalm 78, 40, Psalm 78, 40 to 43. God was Look at what God did for the for the children of Israel in the desert. But yet they kept sinning against God. Some of their statements that as in that time that has been the blessing to me that I always hold what is that? Can God give us this? Can God do that for can God? After seeing miracles and everything that God has done for them. So in relating this to Job. 78, 40 to 43, how often they rebelled against him in the desert and grieved him in the wasteland. 41, again and again they put God to test to vest the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power. When we are going through times and situation, one of the signs said, I remember Psalm 77. Days of old, I remember. When I remember the miracles of old, he was able to praise God. Can I encourage us today that no matter what we are going through, let us remember that our pregnancy or when we were conceived, it was not aborted. No matter what we are going through, let us thank God for little things that we just overlook and not focus on our affliction or our problems. God was so, was talking about this because Job's friend was telling Job about the accusation. And here, I make reference to that Psalm 78, 42, 43. How often they rebelled against him in the desert and grieved him in the wasteland. You can't know this word of God and then want to rebel against God, no matter what you are going through. Again and again, they put God to test. They vexed the Holy One of Israel. Sarah, do we do the same thing? They did not remember his power. Today he redeemed them from the oppressor. Today he displayed his miraculous signs in Egypt. His wonders in the region of Zohar. Takes us to Matthew 25, 26. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I have a sphere, I have not sown. These are scriptures that we are familiar with. Yeah, I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. Matthew 25, 30. And throw that wordless servant outside into the darkness. Here there will be weeping and gnashing of it. Let us not accuse God. Or look down on God. But let us take him higher. Where he belongs. He's the maker of the heavens and the earth. Let us make known to the people that God is sovereign. Which has been wrong words. But has caught up with me. In, 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 in teaching this job. Elu in this argument was only trying to make us understand that our sins only impact other or fellow human beings directly. As a drunk driver is influenced in a fatal accident, when someone is drunk and he goes to drive, what happens to such a person? You affect other people on the road. 
kicks people, there's accidents everywhere because of his own ignorance. What am I trying to bring out here? Let us be good example, even in any situation that we might find ourselves. Our God is very much involved in his creation. He's affected by our actions, either positively or negatively. Let's look at some of the scriptural references again. When you look at that book of Genesis, chapter 39, verse 9. No one is greater in the house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you. This is Joseph speaking here. Because you are his wife, how then can I do such a wicked thing? and sin against God. He cannot continue to sin and expect grace to uh, abound. Joseph did not want to sin against God. Look at how careful he was. And he tried all his possible best to make sure that he is focusing on God, not on uh, the woman, not on adultery, not on fornication, not on anything, not on anything that would drag you, not on worldliness. Anything that will drag him into the world. So let us keep ourselves for God. We don't need to go through our affliction or problem before we can sin against God. Some, because God has blessed them, they sin against God with the blessing that God has blessed them. Look at what happened in the book of uh, Genesis about Noah and, and the children. Out of the uh, process that God has blessed uh, Noah. The children make him to sin. To get him drunk and all the rest of that. And sometimes God blesses us with everything that we need. But we talk against God. Is this what God can do? You know, sometimes it's happen among individuals, you know. God has used someone to be a blessing to you. And with all these things that he has. So this is the small thing that he can do for me. You talk people down. God is not happy about that. May we be cautious of this thing. Psalm 51 verse 4. Some people against you. You only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. You can come back to God and repent like David. God is willing to forgive us even when we do evil. Said against you, you only have I sinned. And done what is evil in your sight. If you can humble yourself and come back to God, so that you have uh, proved prove right when you speak and justify when you judge. May God guide us to these principles so that we can we can act and do right in God, knowing fully, or as it has been rightly declared, that sin is first against God and against our fellow men. It's taking you back to Job 34, verse 8. When we commit sin, we need to confess to God, but also seek man's forgiveness. Don't want to confess to God after you have sinned against people or something, and God has forgiven you. No. You are living with that person on earth here. So that person also represents God here, because that is the person you have sinned against, but because you have sinned against a fellow man, who God created in his own image. 
whom God lo loves. You are sinned against a fellow man. You need to go before God. Then you need to come before that man. This restored, restores total fellowship and enables us to live without guilt. Verse 9 of that, Job 35, 9 to 13. Let us see what hell you have to say about the cries of the oppressed and about the unanswered prayers and reason he gives for such prayers. That is unanswered prayer. Let's see what you have to say. In verses 14 to 16, he cancels or advised you to wait patiently in faith and to keep uh, and not keep talking amiss. Go and read that 14 to 16. We need to learn when we are in a low estate or when we are in a perplexed circumstance or when we are surrounded by circumstances that are perplexed. We need to wait patiently. Don't just look down on yourself in that situation. Wait patiently as and trust in that in God's own time, He will sort you out or sort us out in His own time or make things beautiful, like He said, in His own time. Like the profit or gain in godliness. I want to take us, that's why I said we would go on and on and on and on. Just quickly take us to this Psalm 73 to round up. That is profit. I might not be able to read it, but I'm going to be going left, right, all about it. So when you get home, have it as your homework. That is profit or gain in godliness. When you're a godly person, you'll be scared to, 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 to sin against God. Let's go to that Psalm 73. Psalm 73. This Psalm says, Surely God is good to Israel. And I say to us, always see the goodness of God in your life. To those who are pure in heart, God is good to come. Put yourself there. Like the Israel that I'm talking about today. I'm the Israel I'm talking about today. God is a good God. He did not leave us to carry a burden that is more than us. Surely God is good to Israel. To those who are pure in heart, you want to pray that God will make you to be pure in heart. Psalm 24 verse 4. You can write against that. And Psalm 5, verse 8, God is good to those who are pure in us, clean hands and a pure heart. Those who do not live false life. But as for me, my feet had almost leaked. Is that you in that picture? I had nearly lost my foothold. Because of following people, gangs, and all the rest of that. For I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. You see people that are doing evil to, to, to prosper or anything. You join them. You follow them. May God help you. And when you get into trouble, you begin to blame God. Where were you, God, that you allowed me to do this? 
God is always there. Said he has you in his palm, and either leave you or slumber because of you. But what did make God to leave you? Because you have fenced your life with evil. And God doesn't see evil. They have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They are free from the body common to man. They are not plagued by human ills. Therefore, pride is their necklace. May pride not be a necklace. Take away pride. Pride and arrogance. The sins of the marvites. See that in Isaiah. They clothe themselves with violence. From their callous hearts comes iniquity. These are the things that can make us to get into danger. The evil conceit of their minds know no limit. These are the things that can cause us to get ourselves into trouble, then we are accusing God. Why did you not hear my cry? Because God has principles. Tell that if you do this, this is, so he honors his word more than his name. I'm calling the name of Jesus there, but you didn't did respect his word or his precept, then you get into trouble. They scoff and speak with manners. Can I encourage us? These are some of the things that can get us en encaged. Malice. Haughty eyes. Proverbs chapter 6. 16 to the end. Talks about six things that God is, is detests or detests. Seven. Six things God hates and seven that is detestable to him. They scoff and speak with malice. God doesn't like that. Haughty eyes. That proverb talks about it. In their arrogance, they threaten oppression. Their mouth lay claim to heaven. And their tongue, tongues like possession of the earth. Therefore, their people turn to them. And drink up waters in abundance. They say, how can God know? Does the Most High have knowledge? This is what the wicked are like. Always carefree, they increase in wealth. See, wicked person. They do anything to, to, to grab anything. Surely in vain, I have kept my heart pure. In vain, have I washed my hands in innocence. All day long, I have been plagued, have been punished every morning. If I had said I would speak God, I would have betrayed your children. When I tried to understand all this, it was oppressive to me. Till I enter the sanctuary of God, then I understood their final destination. Surely your place there. Surely you place them on slippery, slippery ground. You cast them down to ruin. How suddenly are they destroyed? Completely swept away by terror. These are the things that we do that cause God not to be far away from us and uh, may we not do it in Jesus' name. As a dream when one awakes, so when you arise, O Lord, 
you will despise them as fantasies. When my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. Yet I'm always with you. Behold me by, uh, by my right hand. God is always there to guide you, even in your trouble. He's always there to guide you. I wish Job understand this. You guide me with your counsel. These are the things that he came to understand at the end of his life. You guide me with your counsel, and afterwards you will take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And the earth has nothing I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. May God be the strength of our heart and may be our portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, this last one, it is good to be near God. You want to live a good lifestyle? Want to get yourself out of trouble? Thank God for Job. He was near to God. But God allowed Satan to try him. But I went to God allowed Satan to try you in your own situation. Will you uh, be like Job? Will you accuse God or praise him? Thank him for his mercy in your low estate. But as for me, it is good to be near God. We will continue to be near God, whatever we are going through. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. Let us make God our refuge. I will tell of all your days. Anyone that God is sovereign to, will make God his refuge and will tell of the deeds of the Lord. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. I'll leave you with these words and what we have studied so that you can guide yourself and guide the way you live. You want to live an upright, uh, a good life in God. You want to live a life to satisfy God at all times. Even in the midst of trouble, you want to continuously praise Him. Because He said in that Psalm 136, verse 23, He said, He who remembers me in my low estate, all for His mercy, has endured already. May the Lord bless the reading of His holy words. Amen. I hand over to Apostle. When next we meet, we're going to Job 36 and 37. We can make it there. God bless you all. Well, shall we lift up our voice and just give God praise for the insight that we received tonight? Mm -hmm. Shall we begin thank to you, pray, Jesus. Lord? We thank, thank you for the insight you have Lord, given us you, tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you, we thank, thank you for your insight. mercy. We thank, thank you for Lord, thank the you, encouragement. Thank you, thank you. Now Lord, begin to ask the Lord, grant me the strength, O God, not to deny you. Grant me the strength, O God, not to question you or accuse you during my time of testing. Tell the Lord, tell the Lord, help me to stand firm before you. Tell the Lord, empower me, O God, grant me the spirit of insight, the spirit of knowledge, understanding. That is what makes it 
in the name of Jesus. Ask the Lord to grant oh, you understanding. Father, understand Thank God I for insight. Thank Lord, we pray, we pray, we pray, we pray, we pray. Do not let my flesh run over me. Tell the Lord whatever you are going through that you will honor God. You will still believe in God. You will still depend on God and rely on God. You will still esteem God. That your mind will not speak contrary. No guy will come out of your lips. Tell the Lord, strengthen me. Strengthen me. And tell, let's pray to God to forgive us. Forgive me for times that you have spoken over little, little things and you have spoken against God. You have questioned God. Why? Why me? Why me? Ask the Lord to forgive you. And ask the Lord for strength. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We pray to you, God. And from the power of sin in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' anointed name we pray. Lord, we pray that what we have learned from Job, Lord, will never leave us. That you will instruct our spirit. Some of us have not gone even through much. And we speak against God. And we question God, why me? Father, such sins forgive. And grant us a bit of insight to sing praises unto you in affliction. Yes, that is yes, what the apostles of the New Testament yes, did. In beating, in maiming, in affliction, in dying, they were still praising you. When, when uh, Stephen was being stoned to death, Stephen still said, Lord, forgive them, do not count this child against them. Pray and tell the Lord. Lord in the name of Jesus. Now you and I are going to pray and yes, tell God yes, to deliver yes, us from self-righteousness yes, and from the power of sin. Yes, that we will not claim any self-righteousness from God. Yes, we will be like Stephen. We will be like Christ. Tell the Lord to grant us the yes, grace to humble ourselves before the Lord. To humble myself before you, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, help me, help me, help me. Lord, I help need, us to I humble need, ourselves before you. I need you to help me, Lord Jesus. Take away every form of pride from Father, we pray thee. Give us the heart of humility to accept everything that comes from you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' anointed name. Amen. You know, we read the book of Joshua also today, 13 and 14. One prayer point I want to leave for the book of Joshua is this. You know, Joshua chapter 13, verse 1, it says, when Joshua was old and well advanced in age, the Lord said to him, even in old age, he's hearing God. In his old age, he's hearing instructions, direction. You are very old. And there are still very large areas of land to be taken. Now, that's a very deep message to me. And if you look at the second chapter, 14, 10. This is Caleb. Let's read from verse 9. So on, so on that day, Moses swore to me, this is Caleb speaking, the land of which your feet have walked will be your inheritance, and that your children for and, and, and that of your children forever, because you have followed the Lord before because you have followed the Lord my uh, my God wholeheartedly. But since it's now then, just as the Lord promised me, or promised, He has kept me alive for 45 years. 
since the time he said to, to said this to Moses. Why Moses moved about in the desert? So here I am. I am today, 85 years old. I am still as strong. I'm still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I must. I am just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. This is Caleb speaking. Now to Joshua, God said that you are old. However, you still have more work to do. So old age is not a deterrent. Old age does not hinder you from anything heaven has ordained for you. And Caleb said, I'm now 85. God promised him 45 years he waited for it. 45 years he waited for promise. And now he's 45 years he brought the promise back to God. I'm now 85. But I'm strong by God's grace. We're going to pray for grace. We're going to pray for grace one. That everything God ordains for you to do, even to your old age, it will be doable. You will pray for God to strengthen your bones and organs. Begin to pray now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That my old age will not hinder me. The older I grow, the better I become. It will not be that the older I grow, I don't hear God anymore. God spoke to Joshua in his old age. Tell the Lord, speak to me. Open my ears to hear you continuously to my, to my dying day. In the name of Jesus Christ. At all day, God is still promising Joshua conquest. Tell the Lord, every, everything you have ordained for me, regardless of my age, enable me to achieve them. Enable me to accomplish them. There's no such a thing that, oh, this age band, they don't take them in job. That's a lie. That's a lie. Tell the Lord, at whatever age you are, everything God has ordained for you must be fulfilled. They must be achieved. They must be done. Tell the Lord, as you grant strength to Caleb, and you spare his life to achieve every promise. Father, grant me life and health too, so that I may achieve every promise that you have given me. Oh Lord, my God, I pray thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Help me, O God. Tell the Lord, help me, O God, to achieve what you have ordained for me. At the age of 85, Caleb achieved. At the age of 80, Moses started his ministry. Father, Lord, strengthen me. Lord, strengthen me. Lord, strengthen me. With grace, O God. Give me grace, O God. Give me grace, O God. Tell the Lord, refresh my bone. Refresh my organ, refresh my body in the name of Jesus. Refresh my brain, refresh my memory. The older I get, the better my brain should work. The older I am, the more, the better my strength should work. Oh, Father God, I pray thee. Lord, I pray thee to the last drop of my life. Lord, fulfill your purpose for me. Fulfill your promises for me. Do not let old age deter me. Do not let old age hinder me. Do not let old age hinder me. In my old age, let me do great exploits. Tell the Lord. Caleb achieved destiny at 85. Tell the Lord everything, everything you have promised. Let it be done. Let it be achieved. 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 Oh, sovereign Lord, I pray thee. In my old age, you said that the righteous have been planted in the courtyard of God. In their old age, they will be fruit. Tell the Lord they will be as strong like they will grow like cedar of Lebanon. Tell the Lord, enable me, refresh me in my old age, refresh me. As I'm going older daily, let me grow stronger. 
As I grow older, let me be more refreshed. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Tell the Lord, tell the Lord. A time of refreshing to come for me. My old age should be strong. My old age should not be a time of discouragement. My old age should not be a time of failure. It should be a time of achievement. Can you imagine Caleb at 85? He took over the land God gave him. And God gave it to him. He moved in his old days and God gave it to him. Do not let my brain deceive me. Tell the Lord, anoint my brain with knowledge. In my old days, let me function as I was 45 years ago. Let me function, oh God. He was a man going to 90 and he led the army to conquest. Fulfill your purpose for me, oh God. Tell the Lord, let your hand come upon me. Ezekiel 37 verse 1 it says the hand of the Lord was upon Ezekiel tell the Lord lay your hands upon me 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 tell the Lord restore my fortune in this week of signs and wonders restore my fortune oh God restore my fortune oh God Jeremiah 33 verse 25 this is what the Lord says if I have not established my covenant with day and night and my fixed love with heaven, oh, then I will reject the descendants of Jacob and the, uh, of David, my servant. He says, For I will restore their fortune and have compassion on them. Tell the Lord, Restore me, restore me, restore me, restore my fortune and have compassion on me in this very time. Stretch out your hands, O God, upon my life. Tell the Lord, Stretch out your hand upon my family. Tell the Lord, stretch your hand against my people, O God. Stretch your hand against my brothers, O God, my my sisters, my nieces, my cousins, my nephews, anyone connected to you. Tell the Lord to stretch out his hand. This week is a week of signs and wonders. You can believe God for somebody that is far away from you and it will happen. Lord, stretch your hand and touch me, touch me, touch me, touch my body, touch my bones, touch my body, touch my bones, touch my mind, touch my brain, touch my children, touch my wife. Tell the Lord. Tell the Lord to touch your husband. Fulfill covenant, oh God. Your covenant, your covenant, your covenant this week is for, is for signs and wonders. Tell the Lord we have a few more days. Lord, arise, oh God, in your power. Touch me, touch me, touch me, fulfill your covenant. <clears throat> Tell the Lord, fulfill your covenant in me. Fulfill your covenant, oh God. Fulfill your covenant, oh God. Fulfill your covenant, oh God. Let me be a testimony. Let me a testimony. Let me be a testimony. Riparametro disa. Raka barote leboshki marle duskaramambo. Saka breka membra lengro sombre lingra le non solo bronde. Tell the Lord, send your fire to my mind. Send your fire to my heart. Send your fire to my body. Everything the enemy has planted in me, remove, remove, remove. Consume them with fire. Consume them with your fire. Nekalerita mesukra pare do. If Caleb at age of 85 can achieve purpose, masheta. Tell the Lord, strength, 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 strength to achieve. Strength to achieve purpose of God. Strength to achieve the vision of heaven. Strength to achieve Karamepra In Joshua, the old age, I hear God. My Sapa Malati, tell the Lord, open my ears to hear you this thing. Open my eyes to see this thing. Kaya Marote, Loboshe, Kemapa, Larete, Meledu, Maborote, Meregebre, Leboshi, Saramatande. Father, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that your name be exalted. Amen.
Amen. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. Amen. One more prayer. I'm going to pray for yourself, and I will speak over you. It says in Isaiah chapter 44, verse 20, 20, 24 uh, to 25. This is what the Lord says, the Redeemer, who, your Redeemer who formed you in the womb. I am the Lord who has made all things, who alone stretch out the heavens, who spread out the earth by myself. Now watch verse 25. Who forged the signs of false prophets and makes fools of diviners? Who overthrows the land of the wise and turn it to nonsense? We are going to pray every counsel of Satan against me, against my home. Arise, O mighty God, turn it to, turn it to uh, nonsense. Turn it to nonsense. Begin to pray in the name of the Lord. Yeah, Father, make full of diviners over me. Anyone who divinates against me, against my children, against my wife, begin to pray. Father, Lord, turn it down. Turn it down. Turn it down. Destroy. I know. I know. I know. I know. Everyone who divinates against any of our members globally, Father, Lord, let your fury answer them. Let your thunder answer them. Let the board of their divination be destroyed by thunder. You follow the signs of false prophet, every sign of false prophet, every messenger of hell assigned against each one of us. Father, let them meet with your rod in the name of Jesus. Every government against every one of us. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. Let them meet with your fury. Let them meet with your fury. Every spell be destroyed by the blood of Jesus. Every spell be destroyed by the blood of Jesus. Tell the Lord, every spell against me shall not work. Every false prophet shall fail over me. Every medium shall fail over me and my household. Every medium shall fail over me and all members of my church, wherever they may be. Every wish of the devil shall not come to pass. The Lord of God, the Lord of hosts has, has promised. He says that I will stretch out the I will stretch out my hand. My right hand has been stretched out over the nation. Father, Lord, stretch out your hand over Christ the tabernacle. Prostrate the counsel of the wicked one. Prostrate the counsel of the wicked one. Every gathering against each member of this household. Father, prostrate them. Prostrate them. He said, Gather you this time and be shattered. Gather, be scattered, divide the planet and not done. His strategy shall be swapped because the Lord is with you. Every counsel of Satan over us, destroy it. Every sign up of the devil against us, let it be destroyed tonight. Every human being that Satan has sent to come against us, let them become our slaves. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, fulfill your purpose for us in the land of the living, that your name be exalted. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I want to pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for grace and mercy. And I pray for your people under my voice all over the world. You said in the book of Isaiah 42 verse 8, I am the Lord and that is my name. I will not give my glory to another or my praise to either. I say in this week you will see the glory of God. Amen. The Lord will not give his glory to idol. Mm. He will, the Lord will destroy every power that hinder or stand against you. Mm. What God promised you for this week shall be fulfilled over you and the whole of your household. He said, Behold, the former things have taken place and new things I declare. Before they spring up the being, I announce them to you. May the Lord open your eyes to begin to see the new things that God has declared for you. Amen. That which God has declared concerning you, let it begin to come into your contemplation. 
I speak to your memory to begin to receive them. I speak to your spirit man to begin to manifest them. I speak to your mind to begin to understand them. The things that God had declared, he had made the way for you, your eyes open to see the ways that God has made for you. He had made a highway for you in the desert. May the Lord open your eyes to see the path that he had made for you. May the Lord connect you for the last few days of this week with those who matter to, to, to destiny. In the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord call them to be favorably disposed to you. Mercy of God rests upon you. Mercy of God locates you. Mercy of God follow you. Where they have rejected you, they will call you back. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. What belongs to you that have been held bound. I command laws of, of nations to change. I command laws of cities to change. I command laws of organizations to change because of you. May you be single half for greatness. May you be single half for manifestation. May you be single half for the blessings of God. May you be single half for healing. Confusion will be will be far from you. Anyone confused, I command light receive in your mind. I command that you receive light illumination in your brain. You receive direction and revelation in your dreams. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Lord Almighty has sworn surely as I plan it shall be, as I purpose it will stand. The plans of God for you shall be, and the purpose of God for you shall stand. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And the Lord has promised by Friday your, your testimony shall be added. Between now and Friday, you will enter into supernatural manifestation. Amen. It is the word of God for us for this week. Supernatural encounter you enter. Even tonight, 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 you will have encounters of God in a supernatural way. In a dynamic manner, you will see the manifestation of the living one. So shall it be unto you. And so it is, whatever be your request on January, I speak into them. Answer from heaven in the name of Jesus. Answer from heaven in the name of Jesus. Mandra Boshatambasa. I say your requests are answered in the Amen. name of the Lord of hosts. Father, we give you the praise and honor. We pray for those who had their birthdays today. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord remember you. May the Lord embrace you. May the Lord empower you. May the Lord grant you the desires of your heart. And that which you have presented before God as your best wish, something good in line with God that you are wishing that God would do for you. We, we agree with you today and call them to manifestation. Amen. It is the third month of our own calendar. May the Lord, the God complete, may He complete the affairs concerning you and grant you resources to fulfill the mandate for which God has created you upon the face of the earth. We celebrate you all who have your birthdays today, we pray for marriages that are represented on this platform. Every battle going on in marriages, I command them to cease. Every storm in marriages, I command them to stop. Amen. Every manipulation of Satan, I command them to be destroyed. I command every messenger sent against marriages to be bound and cut back to hell. I decree that heaven will open over every family. I decree that heaven over you shall open. Rains of God shall be poured down over you in the name of Jesus upon the works of your hand. And peace of God like a flooding stream shall flood into your marriages. It will flood into your home. Understanding that cannot be penetrated by the powers of hell. For those of you who are pursuing some cause in life that you are feeling tired or weary, receive strength and be restored back to the game in the name of Jesus. You will not quit for good things. Though it may go tough, May you, in, may you increase in capacity. May you increase in authority mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May you increase in knowledge. Amen. May you increase in wealth mm -hmm. to be able to achieve all that God has assigned you. You will not be fed up of good things. Amen. You will not be frustrated. Every spirit that goes about to try to intimidate people, I rebuke in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, if you are sick in your body, 
your chains are broken. You are healed in your bone marrows. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You are healed in the joints of your body. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I say you are healed in your bone marrows. The Lord transfused your bone marrows and give you brand new set. We are sickle cell. You are totally made whole. There is no cell sickle anymore in your body. And every pain that you suffer from your joint be healed and be taken away in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Those who have migraine, I call the migraine to die in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Today, every ache on your head will cease and they will cease forever. In the name of Jesus, like the rain, I command the power of healing to rain upon everyone under my voice. Let there be rain of healing, 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 rain of healing. Your foot is healed. Rambo, Sopramindo, Hiria. Your abdomen is healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rain, 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 rain. So, Kamobrahitai. Those who have been jobless among you, you are no more jobless. Between now and Friday, you will receive the letter that you have got your employment. In the name of Jesus. The place where you desire to work. God will put you in their heart. They will write you back. And there you'll be accepted. In the name of Jesus. The God who made a way in the desert, he will make a way for you right now. By supernatural power. So it shall it be unto you and so it is. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying with us. Amen. amen and amen. Let's lift up our voice and just thank God for tonight. Father, we bless your holy name. Thank you, Father, for everything you have done. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We glorify you for answered prayer. In Jesus' holy name, we are praying. Amen. 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 We are going to bring Amen to a close. Yes, I remember that. Stretch your hand before the Lord, before we share the grace. Let me speak a blessing over you from the book of Psalms. And I say in the name of the Lord, may the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from his Zion. May the Lord remember all your sacrifices and accept all your burnt offerings, your prayers. May he give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. May those who oppose you surrender to you according to his covenant promise in Deuteronomy 28 verse 7. May God give provision unto you even this day so that all your plans for this week will be successful and the weeks to come. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious and we lift up the banner in the name of our God. May May the Lord God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of better, the I am that I am, the Lord Almighty. May he reveal himself to you beyond your wildest dream. May you have divine encounters of heaven, even in this very season. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are praying with us here. <laughs>